Welcome to the Adventures in Ranching podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I'm sharing my family's experiences of moving to a ranch in Montana. Well, I don't know that I would call it a ranch. It's something that my mother-in-law calls it, but it's about five acres and it's the most property that we've ever had. And we seem to be well on our way to having a bit of a ranch or ranchette and who knows where it will go. But what I found is that this journey has called to me. And in this podcast, I share the adventures that we go through of not knowing how to do any of this, not knowing anything about living on more than a small piece of property in more of an urban area or even in a small town or a suburban area. And what we have learned and what we're learning as we go along. My intention with this podcast is for those that are looking for a little entertainment in their day as we go through our adventures, or maybe you're longing to move to your ranch or your ranchette or your homestead or farmette or whatever you want to call a small piece of your own land that allows you to connect maybe with nature, with animals, with more self-sustainability, whatever your purpose is. My goal with this podcast is to share my journey and to inspire you, perhaps entertain you, and perhaps help you explore whether that's something that's right for you as well. So tune in as we embark on our adventure in ranching. Welcome back to the Adventures in Ranching podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about the wonderful moments and meditative experiences of horse life and being on a horse ranch. So let's dive in. This morning I woke up and I wasn't sure how I felt, to be honest. Yesterday um, I had a lot of personal stuff come up, stuff that's the kind of stuff that I would talk about perhaps in my following yourself podcast, maybe. Um, but this was stuff that is deep and longstanding and stuff that I hadn't been aware of until insights came to me yesterday. And then I started doing this thing I do called connecting inward and journaling and connecting inward and journaling and basically spent the whole day and came to many things that had been calling me to become aware of them. Um, things that have been part of my way of seeing the world that really I was ready to let go of. And it was a good day and it was also an exhausting day. 
And I woke up this morning because sometimes, or a lot of times when I've had that kind of experience happen, I wake up and it's different. And yet I woke up and it didn't really feel like different. I didn't really feel like a different person. I just felt like I was a person laying in my bed. Um, and I wasn't really sure what I felt. And I laid in my bed and I kind of relaxed a bit. And then as it always happens here with life on yield horse ranch, I have to feed the horses. Um, I have to feed the other pets too, but they're a little bit more forgiving. And my husband does the first cat feeding in the morning. So he always takes care of that. But, um, you know, I know I can't really get by, especially if I've slept in a little bit, which I did today looking out my kitchen window and seeing my horse, (laughs) even though he's many feet away, it's like he always knows when I come into the kitchen. Um, I mean, like quite a distance away, but he knows, he knows I'm up and he knows I should feed him. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go feed them and then I'll come back in and have my tea. And I did. Um, I went out and I, well, I got their grain ready because I have to soak it. And then I went out and um, I gave it to them. And Nilo was, of course, right there waiting um, for me. And he's, he always like knickers uh, when I come. And it's a wonderful thing. Sometimes if I'm really late, he will snort. Um that's how we got the name Snorty McSnort. Although he he snorts too when not just when he's not just when I'm late with food. I had to take a drink of my tea there. Um, you're getting it real rough and raw here as I'm getting my caffeine into me. Um, but he did a little pawing. Sometimes he does this. He does like horsey downward dog. <laughs> And he's a big horse. He's 17 hands. He's really tall. And yet, after he paws and after he snorts or knickers, depending upon his mood and how late or early I am, um, he often will do a downward dog yoga pose, which is just so funny on a 17-hand horse because, I don't know, so many times I've watched it and I've been like, oh, his technique's really good. um, I do yoga. I haven't been practicing in a while, but I do it. And it's fun to see my big 17 hand full body thoroughbred doing a downward dog. So I pull his tub in. There's these certain rituals that we do. He has a little feed tub and I feed him first. And it's almost... I'm going to talk a lot about these meditative experiences, but I realize now just the pulling in the tub, it's like this thing I do, you know, twice a day for each horse. I pull in their tub, I dump the grain out, I push it back under, and then they put their, you know, like with Nilo, he put his head down and he just starts munching. Um, And, you know, there's always like this calm this calm after a a little bit of a storm or a little bit of like a feed me kind of moment, um, especially by him because he's so food oriented. 
And it's kind of like this signal of all is well in the world when Stylo has been fed. Um, and I feel it, you know, I kind of feel myself relax into that. And, uh, and then Raven was nowhere to be seen. He had apparently decided to go out into the bigger pasture by himself. So I call him and he slowly meanders over. Um, I close the gate to close Nilo in so he doesn't come and eat Raven's food. And I call, um, Raven and he comes in and he has such a different style because whereas Nilo can be impatient and wants to eat, Raven wants to eat, but he always comes in and he's very sensitive. Um, so he'll often come in and just kind of stop. Um, let me change that. I've been calling Raven sensitive and he is, but Nilo's sensitive too. He's just sensitive in a different way than Raven. Um, and I'm sure that's something I'll talk about more. But what what happens is Raven comes in and I, I just kind of talk to him. And then we walk on over um, and I pour his food in and, and then he eats. And I don't know, for whatever reason, because he's smaller and he is kind of more um calm when he eats you know there's no agitation um I often just will put my hand on his back and just kind of touch him a little bit and you know it's these moments it's these rituals it's these experiences it's not a ritual because I don't do it as like I have to do it I just find myself doing it it's this pattern it's this pattern of ranch life it's this you know, pattern of waking up every day and taking care of these horses, you know, that, that rely on me, um, to, to take care of them, you know, and it ends up being kind of this, I don't know, this wonderful thing. I mean, there's something about there's something about kind of being forced <laughs> and I say that with with um hesitation because I'm the one that wanted these horses and I'm the one that that did this but you know it's like sometimes I don't want to get up and go out and go in the 29 degree weather or the hot weather or you know I want to have my tea first or my smoothie or there are other things I want to do but I've got these horses out there and yet I find that I'm always the better for it after I've gone out I'm always the better for it. I know that's like not grammatically correct, but it just, it feels like the right way to say this. It's like the better me. I feel more at peace. I feel more connected. Um, it's not like I'm going out trying to get those things, but it's just going into the the ritual and the pattern and, and, and the, you know, going outside and being out and these experiences, these horses 
have created in my world that caused me to be better for it. I remember, you know, I I grew up around horses. I grew up, you know, riding and and having horses and ponies and and but we didn't have them at our property. We always boarded them. But as a kid, you know, I basically lived at the barn. So um, it wasn't like it was as an adult often when you board and, you know, you've got things to get back to and you've got work and this and that. It was like, you know, my mom dropped me off and then I was there. And then I got picked up, you know, many, 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 many hours later. And I don't even know what I did, but I... I did stuff all day at the barn, just stuff, hanging out in addition to riding. And um, and then and then as I got busier, um, and I got more into showing, and and all of that with my riding, you know, it became more about you know, lessons and riding and, and, and training and, and preparing for her shows. And, and then of course that coincided with more homework from being older in school. Um, you know, as I, as I got more serious, I also was older and I had more homework and I had more stuff to do and I had a little less time and, and whatever. Um, although actually, you know, I was in charge of my time. I didn't have to do all that horse showing, but it's like I got on that kind of bandwagon. Um, it was really fun. And then it just kind of became this circle. I was going on a lot and just kind of almost on autopilot. Um, but when I was younger, you know, it was things like jumping on a pony with a halter and a lead rope and going out and picking blackberries and having them in a bowl and then you know having somebody make a pie or just eating them and getting them all over your hands you know um and these are the things that that I forgot about in the horse world I forgot about with being at the barn all the time like practically living there um but I remember when I so I, I quit riding for college. I had various stints back where I would ride again, either taking lessons or, or I worked for um, a trainer at one point that started as taking lessons. And then I was working for this Grand Prix show, but show jumping trainer training or working with and helping to school her, um, her jumpers. But aside from that, I mean, I, I wasn't really just hanging out at the barn. I wasn't really just doing the barn thing or what I would call now the ranch thing, the ranch thing. Um, and the Montana thing. Cause I love this version. I love this version that I now live of, of, of the barn thing. But when I was in California, um, there was a time where I got back into riding, started taking some lessons and, and I wasn't ready to buy a horse. Um, and, uh, and I leased a horse and so I had more, you know, it was like less regimented and scheduled. And so I would go there and kind of hang out more and, and, and whatever. And it was just, it was almost like this reawakening to like that part of me where I would just go without having a set agenda, like 
being there and then needing to leave. It was like I had a little more time um, because I had more flexibility with this horse. I, I did do lessons. I, I was riding under a, a New Zealand um, jumper uh, at the time, a, a trainer, a trainer jumper. And I hadn't really done jumpers, so um, aside from that other Grand Prix jumper. So it was cool. Um, I'm going to take my sweatshirt off, but it was this like kind of like wonderful thing of, of, you know, going on this beautiful drive from San Francisco where I lived at the time in the city down along this beautiful highway, which is highway 280, which is stunning. If you're going to go on a highway in the Bay area, it's, it's a pretty highway aside from highway one, of course, which is famous, but a, a fast highway is 280 and it's very pretty. Um, down to um, Woodside, which is where this barn is, which is in Silicon Valley. So south of San Francisco. And I would just enjoy being at the barn and hanging out um, And I forgot about all that, you know, and it was really cool. And my, my then boyfriend, now husband, um, came with me a few times and, and he really, he really enjoyed it too. He like just kind of coming down and just, there's just something about like the timelessness of a barn, um, when you're not just going for a riding lesson and then leaving again. And, and so I experienced that again and then I didn't experience it at all. And now I have that again here at our house, you know, as part of this life in Montana. Um, last year, I think I forgot about that. You know, we were so busy um, just trying to get set up, you know, trying to figure out where is this horse going to stay, the first horse Nilo, you know, a, a paddock and, 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 and me having anxiety and and not knowing uh, about how to make all these decisions of bringing a horse onto our property um and never having had this much property and not knowing you know what to do about how like any of it <laughs> any of it really um you know so there was so much time focused on that and then and then when I was in it was like okay well I've got to ride and I've got to I've got to ride and I've, I've got to do this stuff. And, um, you know, cause that's why I did this. I did this to start riding again cause I wasn't getting enough riding time at the place where I started taking lessons again when I started back just to get around horses again and see how I felt. So here I had this horse and you know, there was all this stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff we had to do with the ranch and the property and setting it up and pastures and shelters and buckets and waters and oh endless stuff um and I found myself almost like um I think I've talked about the fact that I have two pet mice uh like indoor mice like you know that I got from like the store not from out in the barn um Although there was this one mouse I encountered the one day that looked at me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what that meant, but it was very funny. It almost reminded me of like uh, Tom and Jerry. It was like the way he stood up and kind of looked at me. Um, it reminded me of a Tom and Jerry cartoon. But um, my mice, you know, they 
they go on their wheel at night. I have like these little wheels that they go on and I have two mice. So I got two wheels so they don't have to fight over it. And, um, and they just spin around and around and around. And I felt like that a lot last year. I felt like, um, I mean, I didn't feel like it at the time. At the time, I just felt like I, I need to do this thing and I need to do that thing. And I need to do this thing and I need to do that thing. And, and uh, you know, I need to, I need to get going, get back on my riding. And last year was also so much r- recognizing um, that my body was not the body that I had been in when I used to own horses and when I last rode. You know, I'm older and and my body is different and I've had injuries like back surgery. And, and I also, um, I also had gained weight because we had been living in our RV and, and I used to do a lot of spin classes and yoga and I hadn't been able to do that. Um, when we were living in our RV and when COVID hit and just a whole bunch of stuff. So all of this kind of came together as a big mishmash last year where, I was not, I had experiences of being present, but there are ways in which I was so caught up in my to-do lists and, and, and anxiety about how to even, how to even like have this property and, and have this how have this horse and, and, you know, remember stuff and do stuff. And a lot of that stuff, I've talked about this, a lot of that stuff now I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so simple. But it wasn't simple at the time. You know, it was a lot to try to figure out and take on. And we did it. And it's amazing. You know, it's amazing to watch my husband now drive the tractor with the skill he has and what he can do compared to when he first got on and he didn't even know how to drive it. I mean, like literally did not know how to drive it. Um, and then taught himself and he didn't know how to put the implements on and oh my gosh, just so many things we did not know how to do. Um, and everything led, you know, to like one thing would turn into 50 things we had to learn how to do, or we had to do and get done before we could do the one thing. But this year, you know, a lot of that stuff, um, there, you know, there's certain routines, like we have our pasture set up. We still have other things to do, lots of ongoing other things to do, but there's certain things that are set up and are established, and so there's like a a little bit of a routine settled into. So like, I've been noticing these things, like, um, I've been noticing, like the other day we got some new hay, and, um, it's in our garage. We store it in a garage and we get this like big bale. It's like eight foot by four foot by two feet. Um, and, uh, and then I pull off these like Uber flakes, which really I have to kind of pull off chunks and take them in a cart and go bring them to the horse horses. Um, but that hay, it smells so good. The other day I really noticed it. I went into my garage and I smelled it and I was just like, oh, it was almost like, it was almost like a, a, a nostalgia of, of all the smell of smells of hay that I've always smelled and never really kind of like paid attention to, but it was this amazing 
it was like the sweet smell of this hay was, I don't know. I just, I smelled it and it smelled so good. And I don't have a very good nose um, these days. I don't know. There was a period where I really did and a period where I really didn't. And and it's it's actually, maybe it's coming back now. I don't know. Maybe that's why I could smell it. But I really smelled it and it smelled so good. And I was just like, oh smelled so good and so this morning it's like I went in to get the hay and I smelled it again and I was like oh and then we have this ritual now um because I'm trying to get the horses to eat more fresh grass but I can't turn them out completely you know uh full uh for hours on a big pasture of a lot of green grass because now the grass has come in like gangbusters in some of other pastures where they're not at and I can't it's like my my schedule didn't work because of the great horse escape that we had happen um with the pasture woes and all that and so we've got this one pasture full of all green grass but I can't turn the horses out on them they're not used to that much green grass so what I've been doing is I've been hand grazing them along our driveway because along our driveway we have the fence on each side running the whole length of it and there's all this like tall grass that nobody's eating and um we're not really you know we're not really weed whacker uh people much to probably our one neighbor's chagrin but luckily our house is kind of behind the woods and he doesn't see it but (laughs) our one neighbor he like everything's got to be like it almost looks like Napa. It's got to be like very perfect and short and and well maintained. And and in our property, I actually don't like that. I like it looking more natural and and whatever. Um, yeah, of course, there's there's a point of of going beyond. But anyway, I digress. My point is, along the driveway, there is this tall grass, and I've been looking at it because I've been like, oh, I want the horses to eat that. And so um, my goal, my what I wanted to do is change the fence so that we could graze them on that and then they could just kind of ha- have access to that um, for a period of time and then that would be better for them to kind of segue into heart, having this larger pasture. Um, but we're not there yet and we don't have it set up. And so what I've been doing is taking each horse And I hand graze them. So Nilo finishes eating first. Raven's still eating. So I put the halter and lead rope on Nilo. And um, I bring him out and uh, hand graze him along the side of the driveway. And I just kind of let him pick and choose what he wants to eat. Um, And and then I hang out with him. And and then I do the same. And I put him in the the other pasture. and he wanders off and then I do the same thing with Raven and this has kind of been our ritual except for on days when I know it's going to rain or lightning but on nice days or even if it's cloudy just you know days that I can I do that um and so today that's what I did I got Nilo and um you know I smelled this hay and I went through the morning ritual of giving them their grain and saying hi to Raven and and then I got Nilo out and um, I brought him over and he, he loves to eat. He loves to eat these little low grasses that are right in this one section. 
Um, and I know those are the sweeter grasses. So I always let him have a couple bites of that. And then I bring him over to the higher grasses. Um, and, you know, and this is where just like these, these meditative moments that happen where it's just, it's like I drop into this, like this other world, this other world that is this deep, let go of it all world, this place that just feels so present and peaceful and in my now. And I I don't, I don't drop into it because I'm like trying to drop into it. It's not like, oh, stand there and drop into it and make yourself drop into it. That's not the way it works. The way it works is I'm standing there. I'm holding onto a lead rope of a 17 hand you know, thoroughbred. And I just kind of like am standing there and I'm letting him eat. And I've got, you know, about 15 minutes to do this. Um, and, it, you know, and I had an objective, which was let him eat grass um, and, and all of that. But what happens, what happens is, you know, I start to hear the sounds of him just kind of like ripping up the grasses and I hear the sounds of him chewing. And it's like, there's a rhythm to that, you know, when horses graze. And I just kind of find myself as I'm standing there, um, especially with Nilo, I can't, I can't get on my phone. Um, and I don't want to at this point, you know, I can't get on my phone, I can't like do anything else. I, I, I it's not about, you know, um, checking Facebook or, or, or writing emails or checking emails or getting on a phone call with somebody. It's not about that. I, I need to be present with him. And I also want to be present with him. I found that this is so beneficial. This is so beneficial to our relationship and sinking into this place of, of just, um, the sinking in happens as I just let go of the agenda, you know, the agenda is for the next 10 minutes. There is no agenda. It is just where does Nilo want to go? I mean, obviously, if he wanted to go somewhere that was unsafe, I wouldn't let him go. But generally, he gets to kind of pick where he wants to graze along the driveway. Um, There's a nice wide section. And I just kind of follow along. And I just kind of go along for the ride. And I drop into this place of just being just accepting. And, and then I start hearing, you know, the sounds of him ripping up the grass and chewing. And there's a certain repetition, there's a certain rhythm to it, that is like meditative. And inevitably, after just even a few minutes, or a a couple of seconds, actually, there's the sigh of contentment. There's nothing like the sigh of contentment of a happy horse that just, I don't know, it's like, there have been all these studies that have been done about horses' hearts and how they affect us. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why equine therapy has become very popular um, and has really developed and evolved since back when I used to ride um, when I was a little kid, it's, it's really grown and, you know, 
there is something so important and so key about being around the heart of a horse and and I feel like there's something when they sigh with contentment contentment when they're eating grass or hay um, because you get the same thing when they're munching hay too Um, so I, I tend to feel this if I sit or stand and just watch them when they're eating hay even at night um you know, and I had this happen a lot, like, you know, especially on full moon nights when I would stand out, even in the cold weather of the winter, and just see the glow of the, you know, of the, the moon on the, um, reflecting on the snow and, and, and the brightness, and they would just eat their hay. But here now, you know, in Montana, it's, it's not winter, it's, the start of summer or not yet and there's just this sound that you hear and I feel like when he sighs a part of me sinks down deeper into this deeper place of being in the present moment of my own state of just accepting and allowing and being right here right now with nothing else except for that sound of the horse grazing and the ripping up of the grass and the chewing, you know, and the contentment. Um, And there's just, there's so many things. There's so many things about, you know, being around horses that, um, that I experience, you know, like, like um often with Nilo I will just kind of put my hand on his back um but with Raven because he's smaller um and he also just I don't know there's 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 a um it's not a gentleness I used to confuse Nilo's um, I wouldn't lean over in a nonchalant way, Nilo, the way I can Raven um, at those moments. And there are a lot of reasons for that that I'm not going to go into. Um, first that I misunderstood and now that I understand. But with Raven, with Nilo, I'll just put my hand on his back as I'm standing there listening. And it's just, there's just this feeling of just touching him and 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 I sink down deeper uh, again not trying to sink down deeper I'm just being present but it just happens and with Raven um like I said he's he's shorter um and and there's just kind of like um more uh, I can just kind of do this more with him I'll just often like lean my arm on him or maybe even like lay over his back not not getting on him but just kind of laying over his back a little bit and and then he's eating and and it's just it's like it is like those moments after you've done yoga and and you've had this experience and then you're just breathing at the end and everything has just slipped away and you're just 
you're just in this world of presence and acceptance and being and it's in it's in those wonderful moments that so many other things you know I start to notice like um like with Raven he often will he often will turn his head and he'll just look at me and it's like a thank you you know he'll just he'll reach up from his grass and he'll just give me this look and I'm just like and my heart melts you know it's like this is a connection building moment with Raven. Um, not cause I'm trying to build a connection with him, but I'm just being present. And this is where he and Nilo live. He live, they live in this world of just being present. Now they're alert. They're alert to sounds and dangers and whatever, but they also just go into this present moment. And when I meet them there, it's this, wonderful thing it's like raven looks up at me and he's like you're here yay and it's not an excitement thing it's just a like a pleased thing it's like a look he gives me and a feeling i get from him you know and with nilo it's it's a different version you know it's his it's his consented contented size and often he also does like this little you know kind of snort thing where he'll he'll snort not in a snorty make dragon way because that's a different version of his snort but like a a snort like it's like a happy snort that he does he often does when he grazes and that's his way um that's his way of communicating with me and kind of letting me know like you're here and I'm here and this is really cool and I feel it and I sink more into this present moment and I sink more into this meditative experience and and you know it's it's amazing the things that that I just I notice in this state you know like um With Nilo, I tend to focus in on him. I tend to focus in on him more and, and, and observing him more and and just really sinking in with him. With Raven, um, like today, what happened is, is you know, he gave me that look and I had my, my arm kind of across his back and and then I just kind of was just standing there and just taking in being there and then I look up and there's these eagles in the distance two of them in the sky and they're circling and circling and I see them and it's there's a beautiful rhythm to it there's just this beautiful ease to them circling and and I just feel it I feel the connection to them and 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 then I you know, my attention comes back to, to Raven again and hearing him with the grass. And then, and then I notice out of my peripheral vision, this movement down along the driveway fence. And there's a a robin that has just flown up to the top of a post. 
And the robin is just looking at me and I'm looking at the robin, you know, and it's just this connection and it's just this presence of being there. And the robin's pretty close and and I'm seeing the robin's, you know, feathers and, and, and the colors and the way the sun's lighting on it. And it's just another moment. I'm not making myself see this on the robin. I'm just being present and then I notice these things. Or like today with Raven, um, we had rain yesterday, so I didn't turn them out into the big pasture because it was actually supposed to um, thunder and lightning and stuff. Um, and so there's all this like, you know, kind of rain, but yet it's sunny today. So it's been, well, there's clouds, but there's sun too. So it's been kind of drying. So there's these like raindrops on the tall grasses um, where it's like kind of dry, but then there's these drops. And as, as I was watching Raven today, my attention um, went to the, the drops of gra- of rain on the grass. And it was like the sun was shining down on this these drops and creating this amazing glow. These are the things I would not notice if I was like, you know, I wouldn't notice if I was just like, okay, I've got 10 minutes and I'm being on my phone. Or I was like, okay, I've got 10 minutes. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, come on, let's go, let's go eat, 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 get your 10 minutes of grass so I can get you back in the pasture so I can go have my tea. I mean, I have lots of things I wanted to do today. I have, you know, I hadn't had my caffeine. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm going to take a sip right now. Oh, that's so good. Um, But... I let myself just kind of know that I have those things to do, know that I'm doing those things, but I had 10 minutes and I could just be, you know, and so I noticed these drops of rain and then, and then I noticed that this bird again that I had commented, I think before. This amazing yellow bird with this orange on him, um, or her, I don't know. But I noticed that, you know, in the tree. And I noticed things that I don't notice. Like I noticed um, with Raven that there are all these, like the conifer trees. I don't know what they're called. Maybe it's a pine. I don't know which kind of conifer it is. I'd have to ask my husband. But there's these new growths, new, I don't know what the the technical term is, like new bud. I don't, that that's not probably the right word. But it's like these little tips um, and they grow straight up. And I was noticing how they grow straight up. Like they just have this like momentum of force of growing straight up. And, and, and then they, they kind of come, come out because it's a, uh, it's like these, um, maybe it's not a conifer tree. I don't know. Some kind of evergreen type tree, pine tree, conifer, something. I'm not a tree species expert. Um, but you know, not a leafy tree and that they grow up and, and, and it's this new growth. And then, and then I noticed the old stuff is what comes out. And so I was noticing that I wouldn't, have noticed that but it was like I was noticing how beautiful it was I was noticing the different colors it was almost like the world and everything in the world as I was doing this 
kind of went into like hyper color, like technicolor. I don't even know if anybody uses that word anymore. It's almost like if you're younger and you use like a filter, photography filter, you know, on like an app or something, there's some that are called like vivid where they just take everything and they just like turn up the brightness, not just the brightness, but it's like the brightness and the contrast and whatever, and everything becomes much more vivid. It's like, it's just like tuned up to the higher degree. And that is what I was feeling and experiencing, you know, with the, the seeing the, the trees and the water and, and, um, there's so many moments like this with the horses and with this, you know, with life, horse life and, and ranch, ranch life, horse ranch life, um, where I, I feel this and I, I don't try to get into this space, but I, I do, I do get into it. It, it just, it happens as I, as I sink into my, um, activities and I, you know, allow myself to just kind of be there that these experiences, you know, happen, these experiences happen to me, like filling up a water tank, you know, and, um, I think it was when I filled up the water tank. That's when I noticed the the nest at the top of there's a, it was a robin's nest at the top of our shelter. I wouldn't have noticed that if I hadn't been standing there for a long time filling up the water tank, or you know other things that I notice, other things that I start to observe, that I see. I just notice because I'm just standing there. Um, and don't even get me started on the meditative moments of cleaning a horse stall. I mean there is. There is nothing like, um, or a horse shelter or a horse paddock. There is nothing like the repetition of digging your pitchfork or your, you know, whatever shovel or whatever into horse manure and dumping it into your tractor or your wheelbarrow, um, over and over and over again, that it, it's like, <laughs> it becomes very meditative, especially if you haven't done it in a while. And there's, you know, quite a bit of a a bit to do. So you're not just doing it for like a minute. You're, you know, you're spending a couple of minutes doing it. I remember last year, you know, where we would, we would, um, I would go out and clean out, you know, the, the horse manure in the other pasture, um, the temporary pasture where we had Nilo and, and I would just be out there, you know, and I, I, and it's like time went away. I didn't know where time was. I had no idea what time it was. I told my husband I'm going to go clean the thing. And then the next thing you know, it's like, I feel like I've gone through multiple lifetimes in the time that I was doing that. Cause it's not only meditative, it's oftentimes like, oftentimes like in that place, new like new ideas would come to me, new thoughts would come to me, new like solutions. Like we kept, Nilo kept losing um, shoes last year, um, regular shoes. And then we did glue on shoes and, 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 and all of that. And there's just so much 
so many things, even related to challenges, you know, with the pasture and the fencing and all that, that would just come up when I would be shoveling horse manure um, because of those meditative moments of just getting into this routine of like, you know, pushing the push, pushing the pitchfork down and then, you know, picking up a load and then putting it in the wheelbarrow and then rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, right? I mean, it's, and I couldn't really, in the past, I might have been like, well, I want to put my headphones on and listen to music. And I think I did that a couple of times. But a lot of times, um, I don't like Bluetooth headphones, um, for whatever reason. Um, so I've always like corded ones. And, and it just, isn't as easy to to do it when I have a cord and it's kind of been my advantage because then I don't put headphones on it's just me myself and I and so these are these amazing experiences that I have all the time all the time and it's it's really these amazing experiences that happen when it's like I'm doing this thing with my horses or I'm doing this thing for the property or for the ranch and everything just gets let go of, right? Like I just find myself simply dropping and being into being here now, you know, or being there now at that moment And I begin to notice, you know, all these different things, like what I begin to hear and, and, and see and, and all of that. I mean, even today, um, another thing was with Raven, um, we have this cross section of fencing where we put this other tape up. That's not our brown tape. Um, and because we ran out of brown tape. It's a long story and we're not electrifying this one section. So I put this white tape up and it's been a source of mm, consternation, not happiness. Um, and I ended up putting these like little yellow tags on it because um, it's not as thick. It's tape, but it's really narrow and it's not as visible. Um, and so I put these little yellow, um, I don't know what you call them. I think it's for like landscaping markers on the top of the tape all all along um so that the horses see it and you know and I didn't like the look of it and I didn't like that we had to do it and I didn't like that the brown tape didn't work and I didn't like didn't like didn't like didn't like a whole bunch of things right but today as I was standing there with Raven and I'm just I've, he's eating grass along the driveway I look over and I'm just in this moment and I see those little pieces of this landscaping tape to make the fence more visible, which I didn't like the look of. It's like they're just all gently blowing in the breeze at different, like almost like um, each one of them is blowing differently because they're in different positions. And it almost like reminded me of like an orchestra with different instruments playing like, um, because there was like this wind and each one would blow in a different direction and kind of move and they they it was almost like a dance or 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 like music um 
where they were kind of like all blowing, but they were all blowing differently. And it created this kind of like visual effect um, that just, I was like seeing and it was so beautiful. And this came from something that I really (laughs) didn't like, like I wasn't, I wasn't happy about this fencing, you know. Um, There's just so many things. There's so many things that are these amazing moments, these amazing experiences of horse life and living on a horse ranch or being on a horse ranch. Um, and, and of course just being out in nature, but I really find that being around the horses is so key because for me, it gets me out. Um, it, it causes me to be out. I mean, would I just be standing there looking at the grass, um, the way I am with the horse? Would I be doing that if I didn't need to stand out there and hand graze these horses to get the grass down? Probably not. I might be like, okay, I'm going to go sit out and I'm going to, you know, just tune in. But it's when it happens in these, I say seemingly random moments because it's not planned, but really it is something that happens because of this repetition of this life that I have now. Um, And this is one of the many things that I love about living on this property and being able to have property like this and, and have a horse ranch, um, small, albeit small horse ranch, um, right now. But it's like, I'm causing myself to to go out and in the being out I have these amazing gifts that come and it's it's an amazing experience and it's an amazing gift um and maybe you have your version of you know that um or maybe, maybe you don't, you know, um, or maybe you have horses and you board them. Um, and if you don't just go there and just hang out, just to hang out without an objective, without a, I'm trying to get somewhere. Um, just like for me, it's just, it was setting I don't have a, a timer. I kind of just know what ten, 10 minutes feels like to let them graze. But it was like 10 minutes, 10 minutes with each horse. I mean, it's not a lot of time. And I can't tell you what the benefit of that was. I come back inside and I'm just, it's like I've gone for the best massage in the world at the best spa, you know, ever. It's like that. That is what it feels like. You know, it's like there's this peace and a connection. And I love meeting my horses there. And I love meeting myself there, really. 
I love meeting my own self in this place because of what I feel when I'm in this place. Because of how I feel when I'm in this place. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to share that in today's episode. Until the next one. I'm so glad you joined me on the Adventures in Ranching podcast. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O dot com.